This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me on this lovely Friday morning. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald. This is my show, Carpe Diem, and I'm with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Uh, unfortunately, my guest of today, uh, Sue Fitzmorris, it's actually pronounced uh, Fitzmorris as opposed to Fitzmaurice as it reads, uh, she's in transit um, and unfortunately is not able to join us, so we're looking to reschedule that show sometime soon. Just got off the phone with her in New Zealand. Uh, so I am going to be going live here uh, spontaneously with Cameron Steele, who is the network owner, has been the network owner for approximately 15 years and one is, was one of the first people to uh, start with having his own uh, internet radio station and uh, has survived and outlived many other people. So that's a true testament to his credibility and his success and uh, just everything. And Cameron and I have already had the honor and the privilege of going live once before, and it was such a wonderful radio show, and I always knew that I was going to bring them back on. So here's the perfect opportunity. So, Cameron, thanks for winging this with me. <laughs> well, of course, it's a pleasure. Uh, you know, it happens where the guests they get stuck in traffic, and you know what are you going to do, right? So, I love the fact that uh, I'm there and available for you to, uh, to chat with and have a conversation and see where all this uh, see where all this goes. And, and thank you very much for uh, inviting me on. That's fantastic. Well, it was great because, as you know, coming down to the wire with the last minute and just getting disconnected uh, with Sue in New Zealand on a transit train, um, Cameron's like, "Okay, so what do you want to do here?" Do you want to talk by yourself? No, I don't really actually want to do that. Okay, do you want to pull a previous podcast? How about we get Rob Proust back on here? Well, I'm not too sure about that. Hey, Cameron, how about we go live together and let's just wait? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can, you, can you do that? Yeah, yeah. I can do that, Lisa. Yeah, that's fun. Shit happens. I so, know. So, Cameron, you know, I just want to say before we get into anything, and I have no idea where we're going with the show. <laughs> But I just want to say, you know, you've been absolutely wonderful and stellar. And, uh, you oh. know, you're much more than what people would think in terms of our relationship of, you know, you being in Bellevue, Washington, me being here in Ontario, Canada. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that through this type of communication, especially when we're talking about personal development and, uh, you know, being two kindred spirits who are always trying to evolve and, you know, trying not to let things get us down and debacles happen and stuff like that. So, you know, for all the things, you know, behind the scenes of what's been going on in my life and, you know, all the ups and downs, I just want to say you've been an immense uh, pillar of strength for me and you know it's really a blessing when people see you and when they get you and when they hear you and understand you and I've always felt that with you and I just want to say uh, how grateful I am to you for that and for everything oh my gosh that's so nice Lisa thank you well it's you know it's, it makes a difference when you know I think in business when you're working with people that you enjoy working with and you like being around 
it makes doing business together and and developing a friendship and 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 a working relationship together so much so much easier you know and and i've i've worked with people in the past that uh you know uh challenge my patience if you will and uh uh you know it's it's one of those things that i really i you know i admire what you're doing um you know i really do because you know, one of the things i like to make sure i mean posed having this this uh the radio station uh is a fantastic venue for me as well uh because not only do i do on the radio station but i'm also a psychic and medium and do uh all kinds of uh work similar to that but um one of the things that i admire uh about what you're doing is that you've really got a a handle on promotion and marketing and and really putting yourself out there and, and letting people know, you know, what's what's going on with the various topics that you have and the various guests you have. And, you know, in fact, I, I when I'm talking to potentially new hosts that qualify to be part of our network, uh, I always use you and, a, and a, there's a few other hosts that I use as an example of what to do. Because wow. you're making a big difference uh, in, in how you do things. And... You know, I really, I really have, uh, tremendous respect for how you go about doing things and, and the drive you have because that's what it takes to be successful in this. You have to, you have to have person, you have to have drive and not just in, in this, but in anything that you're doing, uh, a person does. I mean, I, I have, I have gone down the road of failure. I have gone down the road of success and I've gone down the road of, of needing to rebuild. And, you know, what I, I look for uh, to do that for myself is what are other people doing? Mm-hmm. And I think that what you do and how you use, utilize social media and how you, uh, and how you do your interviews with people, uh, you know, one of the things I have to say, I just, it just came to mind. What I love, what you, what you do is you do all these book signings. Cause if you don't know folks, uh, Lisa is an author, of course, she's probably talked many times on, on her books, but, she goes out to all the different bookstores and she, uh, she does all these great book signings and, and one of the things that I've never seen anybody do except you, and I, I sure admire that, is you get pictures of the people that you, that buy your book and, and you, and you do a, an autograph type of thing for. Okay. You know, you post these pictures and of course, you know, I'm assuming the people, you know, they know that to be posted on social media but oh yeah. yeah you know but the thing is is that you do that and i think it really gives people a a, a feeling like for me i can appreciate that because it's like oh that's cool you know that these people are buying your book and they're you know you're showing others like you know it's just it, it i think it's just a really great way to uh to promote yourself and to put yourself out there in a way that uh, allows people to see who you are and see what you're about and it, it, it certainly reflects upon turning it back onto self-love as well, because I think that, you know, you can't do that unless you have some passion for yourself. Wow, thank you. You know, and I think, uh, so I really admire what you do and how you do it. I, I really do. I think it's, I think it's fantastic and, and I, and a, a big kudos to you for, uh, for making things happen. You know, and I, I notice that when you do, you know, when you want to book the, the high profile names on your show, you know, you really demonstrate, I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm telling you all, this is what I want to do. And so I'm asking for your, for your energy movement towards getting this, to make this happen. Thank you. And, and that's huge because I think that, I think that, I think on some level people miss, 
miss that. I, I've seen people, you know, I, 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 the question that I was, uh, I was sharing the other day with somebody is, why does, for instance, why does one Reiki master become so successful and a Reiki and another Reiki master doesn't? And I mean, it's all just energy. You're just doing energy work, you know? And, and I think it's all about, you know, what are they doing for themselves first? Right. Because you gotta help yourself before you can really be there for others. You know, I was watching American Idol last night. Uh, out of all the yoga people in the world, they brought this yoga person on as a, as a, as a thing. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's cool that they're teaching yoga, but how did this person wind up on this? Because there's many <laughs> yoga teachers out there. Did she do something? Does she know somebody? You know, mm-hmm. and maybe she knows somebody, one of the producers. Maybe, may, you know, who knows? But the thing is, is that she's putting herself out there and she's following her passion. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's the, I think, you know, that's the key. When you're following your passion, things happen. Absolutely. You know, things happen. And, and it's not, look, it's not going to be, you know, all butterflies and, and, and singing birds along the way when you're following your passion. You know, far from it. Far from it. But there's a, there's a hook that you can't let go of when you're following your passion. No matter mm-hmm. what happens, you're like, I'm not, uh, I'm not letting my, letting this fall. I'm not going to let this stop me from doing what I do. You know, we're, you know, we're in the midst of a big move right now. And I have to, we have to move where we're at. And I, so I have, I find myself in a place of needing to rebuild our studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, oh, you know, we've done a move twice in 15 years. <laughs> Maybe, no, let's see, what, twice, uh, three times in 15 years we've moved our studios and we've had to rebuild. We've started off with a small studio, then we went to something huge. And then we went to something a little smaller, and then we we condensed it down into you know having a home studio instead of renting office space. We wanted to be all self-contained, and we find ourselves that we we actually have to move our studio. And in a in a normal situation in like this, we're like, oh, what have we got to do? You know, how are we going to get the, how are we going to make this happen? You know, mm-hmm. it's easy to to fall into oh, just forget it. I'm not going to bother doing this anymore. But mm-hmm. you, we don't. Because mm-hmm. you, you enjoy what you're doing and you have passion for what you're doing. So you don't let things get in the way of following your dream or your passion. Because if you do, then perhaps that's really not your passion. True. You know, True. if you're letting something stop you from doing something, then perhaps that's really not your passion because the drive that you, that, that a person might have to do a thing, nothing is going to let them stop them. Uh, you know, you could talk about actors. I mean, how many times, how many actors are there out there that have gotten and know at an audition, but they kept going? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how many times, in, you know, an American Idol, for instance, uh, or some of these reality shows that, that demonstrate people loving what they do and they get booted off and, but they're still, they still continue to do because, again, it, it's about having passion for what you're doing and, in, and in the enjoyment of doing it. You know, Absolutely. David Bowie, for instance, David Bowie never called himself a uh, an artist. Well, he, no, sorry, he called himself an artist, but he never called himself a a singer or uh, I think what it was. I, I'm, and I'm sure somebody out there listening knows what I'm talking about. But David Bowie considered himself an artist, and he just an expressionist of sorts. Mm-hmm. And why did he become so successful? Well, number of reasons, but it wasn't to become successful. Mm-hmm. He didn't. 
he didn't start playing music because, oh, I want to be successful and have my stuff heard worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's not why he did it. He did it because he enjoyed the passion of the music that he was playing. He didn't Absolutely. care if he played in, five, in front of five people or 10 million people. He just well, enjoyed playing. And the thing that I love about David Bowie and people like David Bowie is he was a master of reinvention. You yeah. know, like, you know, he never allowed himself to get stale. Uh, you never knew what was coming up next with him. You know, he constantly went through metamorphous states you know he yeah. was always looking to be current he was always looking to be fresh and i don't think yeah. that, that was contrived on his part i think right. it was just instinctually who he was and yeah. so the beauty of who he was and all the creativity and all the passion and all the things i mean whatever was going on in his head he manifested that beautifully for everybody yeah. to see yeah. and so he really uh you know he stands apart and will always stands apart stand apart from the majority just because he is somebody who very was very clear on his non-negotiables right right well and that's right and it's the non-negotiables that are important are you you know where are you going to be at when you're doing a thing when you're moving forward with something i mean if you take yourself for example you've got these books you've got uh so many things going on with 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 how you're uh with how you're moving forward as an author and you know why why did you become an author because you have a you have, you have a passion for children you have a passion for empowering children uh mm-hmm. you know and that that in itself is like okay well now how am i going to go about doing this and of course you created these wonderful books for children and and adults alike and and uh you know we've read your book actually to phoenix a number of times he actually is one of his favorite books now really yeah by the way yeah he likes he enjoys the book oh, uh, thank so you. um you know so it, it's it's really determining if you're going to follow your passion um what what are you what are you willing to do for your passion and what are you willing to do? and you know some people say well i shouldn't have to sacrifice anything for my passion well that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. you know once you have built your passion up once you have built the thing up you still have to continue working it you still have mm-hmm. to keep doing things now of course as it financially becomes more uh successful there that that gives you a bit of uh, a bit of wiggle room to go out and do things that you normally might not be able to do, but you're still doing everything that you're doing. So the non-negotiables that interfere with that uh, are still are still prevalent are still prevalent to what's to what you need to do. Absolutely. You know. And so, do you? Let me ask you this. You uh-huh. said something that was interesting to me. So, uh, do you believe that? passion is what governs us or are we governed by our passion like do you think the fuel and the motivation and the tenacity is just instinctually part and parcel of the inherent passion that we feel and so it's like a compulsion like people who have uh you know a need to jog if you don't jog every day when you're a chronic jogger uh, a habitual jogger you start to feel sick right right you know what i mean yeah so do you feel that you know, we're catching up with the passion or we're manifesting the passion or do you think the passion is like part of the DNA that just lets it unleash and unfold naturally because it has to go in a direction and it just gets navigated? I, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we were born here. We're, 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 there's an instinct in us that knows what we got to do and that inner knowingness drives us. Mm-hmm. But I think that once we see that it starts to really unfold, we're driven even more so mm-hmm. to see it to see it come to fruition. 
Well, let me ask you this, Cameron. Are you more knowing yourself as well as you do and knowing for everything that you've been through, you, Lucia, things on the business front, like yeah. everything that yeah. you've endeavored to do, um, do you feel that you are personally slash professionally your most motivated when you're on top of your game or when you're kind of on the cusp of, you know, reevaluating, maybe going deep within and just, you know, if things aren't aligned the way you want them to, you know, not unlike what you just shared with us on radio about now you have to go through another move and right. how cumbersome that's going to be. Do you feel that you're more propelled into your true purpose and you get more crystal clear as a result of things not going your way or when they're going your way? I'm more propelled when they're going my way. Okay. Okay. Um now, when they're not going my way, I'm still propel- propelled, but mm-hmm. I struggle with the with with the engine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I struggle with it, and I and I and I feel like it's more work for me, right. more inner work for me because now I have to find that I have to look for that 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 grease to make sure the propeller doesn't stop or slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have to. I'm always constantly. Looking to, 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 when there is a struggle. Now, when there's no struggle, I'm actually, I actually feel excited and able to open up more and, and go, oh, well, we can do this now and we can do that, you know. But when I'm not in that place, I do struggle, I do struggle with forward motion. Mm-hmm. And I, I find myself getting a little tired. I find myself feeling, you know, but the, at the end of the day, what drives me is my life, mm-hmm. uh, my responsibilities, my kids. You know, my kids are my are my driving factor as well. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I mean, and for those that may not have kids, there's obviously something else that drives you to get up in the morning and do do a thing that mm-hmm. makes you feel good. You know, and and maybe there's not, but you know, when I'm in a struggle, I have to I have to adjust my thinking to. You know, because we can we can talk about you know negative thinking as well. You know, if you start thinking negatively about something when you're in a struggle, boy, it's going to get even deeper, and, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden your reality can just fall apart because you you're focusing all your attention on the negativity. Right. And so you know, we I find myself having to make sure that I don't fall into that rut of negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to also examine. What are my fears? You know, am I afraid to fail or am I afraid to succeed? Am I afraid that, you know, I'm going to, it's not going to, you know, I'm going to struggle all the time now, mm-hmm. you know? So there's there's a piece that goes, you know, that drives me forward to, to not have that kind of thing happen. Well, let me ask you a question. I was sure. actually going to ask Sue. Um so my question is, you know, do you believe that there has to be uh, a simultaneous merging between both giving a shit and not giving a shit at the same time? Yes. So I, you know, you, you do because that's part of learning to be able to let go mm-hmm. and let God, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's part of having having have, having faith in in in. The universe. If you don't believe in God, it's about just having, have, just trusting that what choices you're making is going to, is going to make it work. So you have to combine the, the shit storm and the nice weather together 
And mm-hmm. it, and that happens every day. How many times have you seen it rain on one side of the street and sunny on the other side, you know? Absolutely. You, you, have, you have to combine the two because you can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be a shit in the storm. Uh, and, and there's always, even on the most beautiful sunny day, you know, you're out and about, there's always going to be a, 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 a something happening because, uh, like, for instance, okay, what about a sunny day? Well, it's a beautiful sunny day. Everything's happy. Everybody's happy. I'm happy. Everything's happy. And but I'm hot. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So you're always going to have something. There's always going to be a yin and yang. Yeah. You know, and so you have, you know, so but you have the choice of how you want to combine the two. You have the choice on what action do you want to create to combine the two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on a sunny day, I'm really hot. But just a second, let me just stop for a second and go. Ah, yes, this is nice. This is okay. I can deal with the heat. This is okay. This mm-hmm. is okay. I just have to slow down a little bit, you know. And when you're in this shit storm, it's a game. It's about slowing down, stopping, and go, on the other side of those clouds, there's sun there. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's sun there on the other side of the clouds. I know there is. I can. I know that there is because that's the reality that I'm in. They're on the other side of those clouds, on the other side of the shit storm, there's sunshine. Mm-hmm. But while you're there, while you're there in the storm and the rain is coming down and the thunder and the lightning and everything else, and you don't have an umbrella, you don't have a jacket, you don't have anything for protection, mm-hmm. it feels it feels terrible. It feels terrible. It feels like there is no sunshine. It feels like the sunshine left my ass and went somewhere else. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's what it feels like. Uh, so it's important to remember that when you are in that place... Just to just to acknowledge and go, yeah, you know, I've I've been in I've been in shit storms like that. I I totally have been in shit storms like that, and it's it's terribly hard to 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 go. Hey, yeah, there's sunshine on the other side of that cloud, but fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, God, how thick is that cloud? <laughs> and you when's know? it passing? When's the storm? And when's the, when's the storm going to pass? Because yeah. you know, we, we live in the Washington area, and you know. Uh, we get storms all the time, and we get, you know, uh, rain and, and all that stuff all the time. And, you know, sometimes the rain doesn't go away. Sometimes it's here for days. And, right. You know, but as with everything, it clears up. Mm-hmm. And it may be challenging to be there emotionally and draining. And, I mean, you know, what we're going through right now, you know, it's draining. It's really draining on us right now, and we're having a... We're having a time emotionally with it because we weren't expecting to move. We've been in the same place for 10 years, you know, so we weren't expecting that. So it's like, oh, my God, you know, and we've got 10 years of stuff, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Uh, I feel for you. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you, you know, both my wife and I are, are, are in it right now. We're in kind of a bit of a bit of a storm. You know, it's, it's not a heavy, heavy-duty storm, but it's heavy enough that we go, wow, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you have to, you know, and one of the things now, you know, we talk about the storms, and I think this is one of the things people don't remember, and I think it's important to remember. I'd love to do a workshop on this sometime. I don't know how to do it, but I'll, I should figure it out. But one of the things you have to remember is that, uh, I lost my train of thought. This is probably why I don't do a workshop on it, because I go on <laughs> tangents and lose my thoughts a little bit. Oh, squirrel! Uh, you know, um, Shit. Um, one of the but, things that we have to you have to do is 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 always remember that there's always 
there's always light at the end of the tunnel in, in, a, in a way. I mean, as hard as that is, I mean, we have to, you know, I mean, we got 10 years of stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking around at the stuff and I've got two sheds in the backyard that are full of stuff. I got boat stuff and don't even have a boat. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like Cameron having a garage sale, people. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, well, let's see, what are we going to do with all this stuff? You know, I got a punching bag in my garage. I got, you know, I mean, it's like, what do you do with all this stuff? And, and I, think that's, it, I think that's what you need to start doing. Just hit and pound that bag. Yeah, yeah it's true, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of fun, but you know, it's it's when you're in it, you're in it, and and it's really hard to to. To maintain uh, a, a positive spin on things, you know. I mean, I, you know, it's it's really hard to maintain a positive spin. But you have, but I think that, you know, if you're following and going back into a full circle to your passion, if you're following your passion, mm-hmm. it does it does lend itself to be a little more easier when you're following your passion to find that positiveness in it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I I have a thing where, you know. God wouldn't give me anything that I couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in this, I'm in it because I can handle it, and I've got a lesson to learn. Absolutely. You know, um, I've got a lesson to learn, and, and you know, oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, that squirrel just came back. We're back on the workshop, back on the work, Yeah. So what I was going to say is that when you're in it and you've got a storm, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people fail, I think, because they're so afraid to be vulnerable and ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this, this, this thing, this move, we weren't expecting it. We were not expecting it. I can honestly tell you that this is, uh, this is, this is for me, it's like I, I equate it to a baseball game where the, ba- the game is going really well. Everything seems to be coming into place and all of a sudden some streaker runs across the field and stops the game and, and all of a sudden we forget where we were. Right. You know, and we're like, what, where were we? What are we doing? What are we doing? That better you know? be a damn good-looking streaker. Well, right. <laughs> so, so you have to, and so what happens when that streaker comes in? You have to ask for help to get him off the field. Right. But if you don't ask for help, then you're gonna be you're gonna be stopped. You're gonna be dead. You're, there's nothing gonna happen. The game is gonna stop until that until you get help to remove whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. You know. So we, myself and my wife, have always been. To, very proud. We're very proud people. Uh, <laughs> proud Canadians and American, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So one of the things to remember is that when you're wanting help, for me, you know, it's about really being vulnerable and allowing people to see the truth of who you are and what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Because people can't help you. I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, I'll pray for you. Well, fantastic. i Praying works. I love that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've also had people that are in a position of a little bit more power than a prayer to be able to help. But if you don't tell them all the stuff that's going on, they may not know how they can help. Right. You know, people say to me, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is what's going on. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I'm actually in a position to, enough that I could help you. Oh, fantastic. And that recently happened. I, I can't, you know, share on in the air with it because it's kind of a thing, but it's a private matter, you know. But right. um, it, that happened recently to us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was just blown away. 
because you, sh- you shared that with me, and that was beautiful. Right, and yeah. the only reason I got that is because I shared exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I shared exactly what was going on and and what what we needed, and and so they're like, yeah, I can actually we can actually help you, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, mm-hmm. you know, this is fantastic. But if I hadn't shared that, I would be in a completely different place today. Right. I would be in a completely different place today. I would be in a place of going, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I have no Mm -hmm. idea. Because I allowed myself to be vulnerable and ask for help, things happen. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, so always remember that, you know, even though you're following your passion, what you're doing, and if you're in a shit storm, don't be shy on asking for help. Because you never know where it's going to come from. Mm -hmm. I had, I mean, I was totally clueless to where that help was coming from. Mm -hmm. And so... um, Well, I'd have to say, though, Cameron, I think for, you know, what you shared with me, yeah, obviously private, but I think just generically speaking to anybody who's listening, you know, 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, I think it's important to note as well, um, you know, people are more inclined to help the people who are characterized as the helpers, the nurturers. I mean, anybody who knows you and your wife, your beautiful wife, Gia, I mean, you're always rallying for other people. You're right behind your community. You're behind all your radio show hosts. I mean, you're stellar parents. I mean, you're very good uh, at what you do. Top of your game, absolutely. And, you know, so for everything that you guys do, some of it which is anonymous, some of it's public, some of it's whatever, you know, people – all people have to do is cross your path, Cameron, and know, okay, well, this is the first guy who's always given the shirt off his back. And this is somebody who's proud. Yeah. This is somebody, you know, who's got a good handle on their life is, and is not like a hot mess, always chronically needing help or asking for help or seeking help. So I think for anybody who gets a good sense of who you are, which, you know, would be, you know, you'd have to be anyway. It's very right. clear. It's very clear who you are, what you stand for, what you represent. Um and you're a person, and you're a person of integrity. So who wouldn't, under those circumstances, who's in a position to help, yeah. wouldn't step forward? Well, you would do that, and you have done that for people. Well, you know that's, and that's the other side of the coin. You can be that way. I mean, I'm that way, and I, I mean, that's just who I am. And uh, you know, but along the path, and I have come across this for myself. I have come across this for myself. I have, I have gone. You know, I'm helping all these people. Why am I not? I want some help, you know, Mm -hmm. I want some help. And, and, you know, I had to realize one day that sometimes the help I was given, sometimes the help I was giving out Mm -hmm. in others, there was an expectation of reward somewhere along the way Mm -hmm. or an expectation of, of, you know, I'm doing this because I, I'm going to make some, I'm going to, someone's going to help me one day, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had to own that. And I certainly did. And, and, but at the end of the day, I was still had a desire to be the helper, to be the person that I really wanted to be. I really wanted to be there for somebody because it not it, it really actually just made me feel good, but it, it allowed me to to put away my own uh, needs in in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have helped. Uh, you know, I have a neighbor here that I helped quite a bit with their with their little kid. Um, uh, there's a testimony about it on my website, but you know the friendship's gone kind of south. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that's okay. I mean, it's totally fine. It is what it is. Um, but I realize that you know we have to also, 
if you're if you're a people person and have to help, you also have to have your own boundaries. Absolutely. You know, and and there has to be a point where you're going, you know, uh, I don't mind doing this, but this is what happens when I do this, and I need to not do this mm-hmm. because it takes away from my own time of being of being able to help myself as well. And mm-hmm. and you know, helping someone doesn't necessarily mean always helping someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been in a position where someone said to me, well, I'm not going to help you because helping you would only bring you down because then you're always relying on help, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, it was devastated by that. <laughs> to be quite honest, I was like, oh my God, you know, and at the same time, I knew they were right. Mm-hmm. I knew they were right. I knew they were saying to me, look, you got to figure this out for yourself. You can't always rely on other people. Right. You know, and I, and I'm going, yeah, you're right. Okay, I got it. I got you. And I, that's when I discovered I had to have my own boundaries of what I was going to willing to do for others and what I was willing to do for myself. I'm willing to do anything for myself, but I'm not willing to do everything anything for everybody. Right. I will I will, I will pick and choose who I'm choosing to help and who I'm not. At the same time, I go I'm not going to deny anybody help. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe in that for myself. I, you know, I, I, I was at the grocery store, uh, just this morning. I went to get a cup of coffee and, and there was a, a lady with like three bags in her hands and she was struggling to get her wallet out and, and me helping her, I was doing it for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. I helped her for selfish reasons and I knew I was helping her for selfish reasons. I was in a hurry. Right. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Let me get your coffee for you. Oh, that's so kind. Very nice. Thank you very much. Well, I'm thinking to myself, that's, thank you, but I'm actually doing it for myself because I'm in a hurry and you're taking too long. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, me helping her this morning was completely selfish. It was not about me wanting to help her. I was in a, I was in a hurry. I paid for her coffee. That way she didn't have to struggle to find her wallet and I didn't have to wait and everybody was happy. It was a win-win. It was a win-win. But we, you know, and and I think that sometimes along the way, it's good to acknowledge that if you're helping somebody, you might be doing it for selfish reasons. And that's okay. It's okay to do it for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, just be okay with that. You know, I mean, I I was kind of laughing to myself in the car. I actually laughed out loud to myself in the car. How many people do that? And, uh, yeah, exactly, right? You know, so, and I started having a dialogue with myself out loud in the car. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking to myself, why did you help that person out? Because you really weren't in the mood for to do that, and you really weren't in a position to, you know, you're not, you didn't have. Like, I didn't bring my wallet with me. I didn't have anything with me. I just had my, you know, I just had a few bucks on me, right? And yeah. and I, you know, I I wanted to get butter as well for toast this morning, and I didn't because I bought her a coffee. <laughs> 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 like, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. And I was like, you know, you didn't you didn't buy butter, man. Now you got to go back to buy butter. <laughs> And I'm like, God, you know, uh, but there's an innate, there's, but you see, and this goes back to what your question was earlier, there's an innate feeling that I have in me that just has, still has that desire to help people. Whether it's selfish or not, I still want to help somehow. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in fact, I, in fact, it's, you know, uh, maybe this is not going off topic, I'm not sure, but. It, we're not on or off topic. Yeah, it's whatever. Not, yeah, it's, it's a mishmash, it's, mishmash whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, I, I think about compassion. You know, you mentioned the word passion, but what about compassion? Absolutely. You know, um, we went to, to look at a house, uh, yesterday 
uh, last night. And, uh, you know, we explained to the gal our situation and, and, uh, I said, so it might be a little tough for us to get this. And, you know, we might have to do, might have to wrangle a few different, uh, ways of making this happen to get this house. Cause it's, a, it is a little more expensive than what we've been, uh, because we're renting. So it's a little more expensive than what we were thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she was all, she was going on all about, you know, um, what other people have been offering for the house and that kind of thing. And we're like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, and she says, but I really have compassion for these kids. And I, and we explained that we have got a couple of kids. We want to keep them in the school district and got the studio got, you know, we're very much involved in our community and we really are. We're very involved in our community and, uh, physically here, you know, mm-hmm. and so, um, she showed no signs of compassion for where we're coming from. And all she could talk about was these five kids that wanted to rent the house, but they couldn't because four of them had really bad credit and only one had good credit and he wasn't willing to sign for everybody in the house. Mm-hmm. And because they had student debt, you know, it was just crazy, right? But she had all this compassion for these students. And we were talking about it afterwards and we're kind of like, well, she really didn't hear what we were talking about having the kids stay in the school area, blah, 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 blah. All she could do was talk about how having, you know, have, have compassion for these kids. Right. Uh, because she was very, very, you know, uh, very dun, 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 dun with us. But then when we, when she started talking about an example of these five kids moving in to the, wanting to move into this house, she was like, Oh my gosh, I just feel so bad for these kids. They have student debt, blah, blah, blah. And I, I told her, she, I said, you know, the reason why she had compassion because for the kids, because she couldn't see she couldn't see our situation as being a challenge because she's got her own daughter and her own daughter undoubtedly has student debt because just the way she talked about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I said, so I said, people tend to lose their compassion with certain situations in different situations that doesn't, that doesn't involve their reality. Absolutely. It's hard to have compassion for people and their situations when you haven't experienced what they've experienced. Very true. Right. Um, an example this morning, another example of where's people's compassion. It was, I mean, it's, it's kind of a stupid example, but it's something that just latest, it kind of bothered me. So on the way there, I'm listening to this radio station. They, they do this, um, second date update, which is always kind of humorous, you know, uh, <laughs> what happens on a date. And they, what they do is these people go on a first date and then they, if they don't hear back from somebody, they call the radio station and say, Hey, can you call this person up and tell me why they're not, <laughs> why they're not going out with me? You know, so you, you hear some, some funny stories, you know, well, he kept farting through the whole dinner and he was enjoying it. And I, you know, I mean, uh, that's a true story. I've heard that story. So, you know, this one, this morning, the gal went out and they, they had met at this oil change place and, and really I'm going somewhere folks with this compassion thing. Um, the, the story goes that she, they met at uh, this oil change place. Normally she likes to change her own oil. She's 5'3", she's on 15 pounds. She, you know, she, she's, she says she's like this, this little person that likes to do things for herself. And if that means changing her oil, that's what she does. But in this instance, she decided I'd, I'd like to go to a place to change oil. She met this guy there. They went on a date later that night. Uh, they went to this, uh, went to this, um, uh, artist place where they, they draw, you know, flip, flip charts, you know, mm-hmm. those flip charts things, you know, flip yeah. things, you know, and so 
she they she said, well, we had a great time. We had a great time. We had so much fun. But, you know, I, I called him once, and he, I left him a message, and he never bothered returning my call. So the station called the guy up and said, you know, and asked him what's going on. And, and they said, oh, yeah, it was okay. He said, I had a good time, maybe. And um, it, it turns out that this little girl, she's like maybe five, 315 pounds, but she gave him a high five and sprained his arm. <laughs> <laughs> so he never called her back to tell her that, you know, never, you know, and she got on, she was on like, Oh, my poor little baby. What do you got? Bird bones or something? You know, she was showing no compassion. I mean, as funny as it is, right. You know, she showed no compassion for the situation at hand. She was the one that wanted to go on a second date. He's mm-hmm. the one that said, well, you know, my arm really hurt because you gave me this high five. I can tell you from experience, I've gotten high fives from friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially when, when I was in the Army, I'd get high fives from people. My arm freaking hurt after yeah. getting a high five sometimes. And you get an high five from someone as small as that, five, 315. They're all bones. Right. You know, and bones hurt. <laughs> you well, know? You know, so, it- but the thing is, is that not, nobody had compassion for this guy. Mm-hmm. They were all making fun of him, and they were all, and I mean, it turned into a, into a, a, I think, some kind of a little bully fest, and I was very annoyed, and I thought, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. This is stupid. This is, these guys are rude, mm-hmm. because this guy was really in pain. He's, he went out and got, got himself into a sling. Wow. Later that, and all they could do was make fun of bird bones. And, 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 you know, we talk about passion. There's compassion, and where's compassion these days? People, I, 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 I find it frustrating sometimes because I really feel like we're lo- uh, like society is losing compassion for for people in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we really we really feel you know. So when we are following our passion and we have that shitstorm come up, sometimes what we need from other people is compassion, mm-hmm. and and that may be the help that you need to propel yourself is to have that compassion and to have that understanding and to have that to have that kind of support, the knowing that. Uh, people are really understanding what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. It may not be a physical support. It may not be a prayer. It may not be anything except, oh, man, that sucks. I feel for you. Oh, right. I wish I could do something to help you out here. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say something that would make your world that much better. And just that statement alone could make my world so much better. Absolutely. You know? So I, I, I wonder where people's compassion has gone in, 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 in a while. You know, we've seen... Um, you know, we've been, honestly, I'll tell you, we have been in tears since we found out that we have to move. I mean. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know, Cameron. And, and so, because we've been here so long, it's, it's a, it's a devastating thing for us to have to move. It really is. Mm-hmm. But what we have seen, and I, and this is, I love, I, God, I love doing what we do. There's uh, there's days where I I hate it. There's days mm-hmm. where I literally hate what I'm doing because mm-hmm. it's just it, I'm, I'm in a, I get into a shitstorm. Even on days when are, that I think are great, the shitstorm comes along and I'm like, oh, this is like a passing rainstorm. It's, when's it going to go away? It's like that big wind that comes in and tears everything apart, and it's only mm-hmm. here for thirty seconds and it disappears, and then all of a sudden it's nice again. But you're mm-hmm. left with a disaster to clean up, mm-hmm. right? So, but what we've experienced, uh, is, is a lot of compassion. We've mm-hmm. experienced, and so, in my world, I'm experiencing 
compassion right now. I'm experiencing people understanding. And at the same time, I'm also experiencing the opposite. Well, what am I supposed to do now? How is this going to work for me? Well, I've mm-hmm. got things going on. I can't be, I can't do this. How can you, how can you close the studios for three days and play repeats? Mm-hmm. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, if that is the, that is what I'm talking about. You can get the shit storm, but you're also going to get the nice sunny day in, at the, in the same breath. You know? Absolutely. And, and, and when you're following your passion, that's what's going to happen. You're going to come across the shit storms. You're going to come across the, what about me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're going to come across, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Oh, thanks for understanding. I'll, you know, I mean, there's always, there's always a yin and a yang, no matter where you go. Absolutely. Well, I'm just going to recap here. Moral of the story, if you're going to give a high five, do it in the face with a chair. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I know, right? It's so it's, it's, Oh, Cameron. It's, we should be having coffee right now because uh, there's so much stuff we could be talking about behind the scenes. Oh, I know. Well, I know. I know. Well, you know, it's funny because... You know, because of where we live, the area that we live, it's quite funny because the area where we live, it's, 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 it's hard to find places. It, it is. We'll find a place. I have no doubts. I have faith that we'll find a place. Of but course we, you will. But we're also, we're also going, well, maybe we should move back to Canada because I'm from Canada originally. Maybe yes, should, come back to maybe, Canada. Maybe should, we should move to Winnipeg. And then actually it's funny because. No, not we, Winnipeg. We talk, well, it's funny because we talked, uh, Lucia and I talked about this and she says, well, what's Dundas like? Wow! I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. We were we were talking about that. And I said, I said, well, I don't know. I said, I said, I know they don't have a Costco. You know what? That's why, I'll tell you something. That's why everybody wants to live here. It's preserved land. You'll never see a Costco. You'll never see a Walmart. It is completely residential, family-oriented. It's for nature enthusiasts, the path, the parks, the the conservation areas. It is absolutely stellar property here. It's, it's, it's absolutely. So we, we talked about that. You know, we talked about that, but we're going, uh, well, that's like, you know, a move, a move to a different country for us like that is like twenty thousand dollar move. You know, so we're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well but, worth it, you know, though. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I have no doubts it is. I mean, we've we actually pulled up the maps and and pictures of Dundas and 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 looked at that. You know, we looked at Ontario because uh, I'm being from Manitoba. You know, we have lots of lakes in Manitoba. Ontario, I mean, is the lake capital of Canada. You know, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know, on my one of my hobbies, I love fishing. And I love fishing in lakes and trout for trout and stuff like that and, you know, pike and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome. So we were, we, we, we remain open. <laughs> well, I'm going to manifest that for you. That's, you know what? That's how compassionate I am. I'm going to manifest that for you well, because, and, and you know what? And that's selfish. Just like the coffee get out of the well, way. I forgot right. my so you'd, you'd, be, you'd be able to come into the studio if we were there. <laughs> I'll help you run it. I'll help you run it, Cameron. There you go. Well, that, yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all well, about that. That would be awesome. Well, you know, that might be the only way you get a day off once in a while, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. You but, better, you you better know, recharge those batteries. But we did tell the kids, you know, we said, we didn't tell the kids. We just said, you know, uh, Lucia and I both said to each other, said, yeah, I mean, this is a very family oriented city. This is, she says, oh, I would move, if we could, I would move to Dundas in a heartbeat. She said, okay. She, so. All right. So maybe you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll move to Dundas, Ontario, and we'll do our station from there. Dundas, absolutely. <laughs> um, just quickly, let yeah. me ask you something, if you don't mind. Yeah, we got um, we got six minutes, just so you know. 
Okay. You mentioned, and I already knew this about you from before, but you mentioned that you've got psychic abilities. Yes. You know? Any readings here? Any vibes? Uh, let me see. Let me just tune in. For you particularly, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like, you know, right now I feel like things are going pretty good, pretty good your way. Mm-hmm. I do feel, I do feel like you have to let go of some things. Mm-hmm. That are, that are blocking you. And I, and I feel like, you know, I feel like there's a situ, uh, you know, I've always felt this. This is something I've always felt, but I've never said it to you. Mm-hmm. There's a situation that you and I know about. Yeah. And I think it's time to just let it go. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is kind of the, one of the things that stops you from actually getting more. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, because I feel like, there's a energy that's just hanging on tight, too tight to that. Mm-hmm. And if you let go, it's like, okay, call it a day on it. I'm done. I'm not going to spend any any more energy in that arena mm-hmm. because it's an arena that isn't going to give any payback. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you because the other thing. So that's that's that. Um, mm-hmm. I do I do want to say I want to ask you what's going on with your feet because I feel like there's something going on with your feet that you've been having some issues with your feet lately. Have you been having that? I need to buy new socks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, are you flat-footed? Uh. Like flat is in anything abnormal. Like you don't have a like you don't have a really heavy arch. Uh, my feet are fine. Really? Huh? It, to my knowledge, I don't suffer from anything. Okay. I don't know. There's just something they're they're showing me feet, and I don't know what that means from that perspective. They're just showing me. They're just. I'm seeing feet, and I'm like, well, something must be going on with your feet, or there's something that around your feet that are. I mean, and it could be, and it could be. It could be symbolic of something. It could be that you know, you know maybe you have to get a little more grounded or something. I was just going to say it could be representative of a couple things. One, you know, oftentimes I put my foot in my mouth. There's uh, one. Okay. Uh, secondly, you know, some days, which you can attest to given what you've already voiced here on radio, sometimes you just got to remember to put that one foot in front of the other, right? Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, and sometimes you just got to kick shit to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, if we're talking from an abstract nuance standpoint, I, yeah, absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. And as far as your other reading, you're a little bit off. I already took care of that issue. I got a, uh, a hitman. He's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's, well, yeah, that that might not work in that direction is what I was referring to. But, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I got a hit, man. That's taken care of. Oh, my Lord. You just admitted that on the air. Hope nothing actually does happen to you. Oh, you know what? Come arrest me. I could use a few days sleep behind some bars. Force, force recuperation. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so that's that. You I mean you asked me about that and, or about yeah, something. And, that. and that's what I, that's what I was thinking. But, um, you know, as far as the the feet are concerned, I, again, I think it could be it could be what you're talking about. You know, watch your feet. Okay. You know, don't you know? Stay ground. I think it's more about staying grounded because I'm seeing bare. What I'm seeing is bare feet on on the ground, and so that could very well be representative to uh, staying grounded and don't you know just stay grounded. Okay. Um, 
you know, you can translate that how you wish. One of the things that I do in my readings is I don't, I, I try not to translate for the person. I'm mm-hmm. saying feet, whatever feet represent to you is what, is what the meaning could, is probably going to be about. Okay, you know, well, I appreciate I'm, that. For me, when I see bare feet, I feel like it's a, it's a situation of being grounded. Okay. And so the reason I ask about flat-footedness is because when they showed me the feet, they showed me the feet firmly on the ground. No, mm-hmm. no air between the feet and the and the ground, and again that could be because, you know, there's a sense that you know, um, there could be something that's going to happen for you that you're going to have to stay grounded. Okay. You know, uh, because if you go ungrounded, it could uh, destabilize the situation. All right. So, staying grounded is important. Okay. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Also, and, uh, uh, yeah. Um, well, this is funny because I, this usually doesn't happen. Um, wherever you're, whatever you're doing, you're going, are you, okay, I'm not going to ask you, just tell me later. Um, no, no, go you're ahead. Going, you're going somewhere today and it requires, it requires a, a, a left turn. And, um, you, you can't do that left turn because it's going to take you in a direction you don't want to go in. Well, for where I need to go today, that would involve multiple left turns, and if I don't take those left turns, then I'm a little screwed. <laughs> well, it's, but again, the left turn is symbolic because you're, right, you're right. You're right-handed, right? Left. I'm southpaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about that. Don't take the left turn. There's there's something about a left turn today that is that you're gonna. I feel like you're gonna have a last-minute thought on making a particular turn. Okay. You know. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so feet, feet and turns. Feet and turns. Feet and turns. Yeah, yeah they're just gonna, okay. they, you just gotta stay on hold for a sec. But yeah, there, there's feet and turns and just hold on to that. Okay, well, I think, uh, I think for my own safety, self-preservation, protection, I'm not going anywhere today well, and I'm not touching it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, my dear. Well, listen, okay. we're out of time on this already. Thank you okay. so much for having me on your well, show today. No, this is great. Thank you, Sue. So, I just want to say, Cameron, thank you so much. Thank you to my listening audience. Uh, I'm Lisa McDonald. I go live every Friday, 11.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. I want to thank Cameron Steele, my wonderful guest, network owner. Always a treat, always a privilege and an honor. Uh, so let's all send out our thoughts, prayers, and well wishes to Cameron and Lucia during this time of need. We've all been there. We're all going to be there. And uh, so I just want to wish everybody a phenomenal, safe weekend. Take care of yourselves. Love and gratitude. Take care. All my best. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.